0: Just over the last little while, we're doing this mini series on worship, and uh, I listened to a message by Bill Johnson that kind of unpacks Second Chronicles chapter 20. And if you were here two weeks ago, you would have known that I, I spent a bit of time uh, marinating in that text and kind of described this whole thing of how God wars on our behalf. Uh, when we come and we praise and we open up gates, and when we come with an, uh, a sacrifice of praise, we bring an offering, and what we then do, what it says in Isaiah, we bring a backdraft of, of people through with us who possibly don't have the inclination or the sacrifice of praise or the offering that's in that moment. So what I want to do is I want to go back to this text and um, uh, this preach that Bill Johnson preached, I've made it my own and I want to declare it to you and I've added a couple of things in it. But uh, Second Chronicles chapter 20, if you'll turn there, please with me, um, whatever Bibles you may have on your phones or your iPads, again, I will reiterate, it's good to read the Word of God. It's good to see it. It's good to follow with me and not just listen because... Um, I actually test you sometimes and miss out verses, and uh, no I'm just kidding. All right, so Second Chronicles chapter 20 verse 1. It says, "After the Moabites and the Amorites and a whole bunch of otherites come against Jehoshaphat for battle, some men came and told Jehoshaphat, "A great multitude is coming against you from Edom, from beyond the sea, And behold, they are in a whole bunch of places that is called Engedi." Then Jehoshaphat was afraid, and he set his face to seek God. Just notice the process here. There are things in your lives right now that you're afraid of, that are coming against you, whether they are bad reports of potential health issues or business issues or whatever the case is, and you're afraid. And he set his face to seek the Lord. And he proclaimed a fast through all Judah. And Judah assembled to seek help from the Lord from all the cities of Judah. They came to seek the Lord. Verse 5, Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem, in the house of the Lord before the new court, and he said, O Lord God of our fathers, you are not, are you not a God in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations, in your hand are power and might, so that none is able to withstand you. Did you not, our God, drive out the inhabitants of the land before the people of Israel and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? And they have lived in it, and they have built it for you, and in it a sanctuary for your name, saying, if disaster comes upon us, the sword, the judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we will stand before the house, and before you, and before your name in this house, and cry out to you in our affliction, and you will, not you might, not possibly, you will hear and save And now behold, the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom you would not let Israel to invade when we came into the land from Egypt, and whom they they avoided and did not destroy. Behold, they rewarded us by coming to drive us out of your possession, which you have given us as an inheritance. Our God, will you not execute judgment over them? For we are powerless against this great horde that comes against us. We do not know what to do, but... Our eyes are on you. Don't you love that? But our eyes are on you. Meanwhile, all Judah, I want you to hear these things. All Judah, not some, all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones. Just notice this. The little ones, their wives and their children. So everybody's there. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jahaziel. And he goes on and he says, listen all Judah. The inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord, do not be afraid, do not be dismayed at this great horde, for the battle is not yours, but it is God's. Tomorrow, go down against them. Behold, they will come up by the ascent of Ziz. How's that for a place? Ziz. You will find them at the end of the valley, east of the wilderness of Jehorel. You will not need to fight in this battle. Stand firm, hold your position, and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf. O oh, Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid, do not be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against him, and the Lord will be with you. I want to say, us! do not be afraid, do not be dismayed, go out before them. Then Jehoshaphat bowed his head and with his face to the ground, all of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell down before the Lord and they worshipped him. And the Levites and all the otherites stood up to praise the Lord and the God of Israel with a very loud voice. And they rose early in the morning, and they went out. Guys, are we arising early in the morning to, to connect with God, to hear what He's doing? Putting our heads below our hearts, listening to what He is saying. And what it says is, And then they went out, and Jehoshaphat stood amongst them, and he says, Hear, o, o Judah, inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord. us, believe in the Lord your God. Then he says, and you will be established. Believe in the prophets, and you will succeed. us, believe in the prophets, and you will succeed. And when he had taken counsel with the people, he appointed those who were to sing over the Lord and praise him in holy attire. As they went out before the army, they said, give thanks to the Lord for his steadfast love endures forever. Paul, Dale, Chelsea, Grant, go before us and cry, and cry out to God. Give thanks to the Lord for his steadfast love endures forever. Yeah. And when they began to praise and when they began to sing, the Lord set an ambush against the men of Amon, Moab and Mount Seir who had come against Judah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And they were routed. For the men of Ammon and Moab rose up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, devoting them to destruction. How's that? Devoting them to destruction. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, the Lord helped them destroy each other. Lord, bless your word. Lord, may it sink deep within our souls. May it not just be some story of thousands of years ago, but God may come and settle in our hearts. Thank you that your word is a seed into our hearts, Lord, that displays your nature. And Lord, that will be revealed in due time. So bless your word that has been read, Lord. Bless it to our hearts, bless it to our minds, bless it to our bodies, bless it to our souls and spirit in Jesus' name. Everyone said? Amen. Amen. Alright, so we, we have it up in front of us. So, here's the thing. Jehoshaphat was afraid. What do you do when you're afraid? Because it's a normal response. When you're up against stuff and you've got an army coming to take you out, you're afraid, aren't you? Okay, so there's two options that we've got here. Is when we cry out to God, there's two options. Either we are seeking the will of God, or we are seeking Him to come and get us out of this particular problem that we're in. So if I show you up there, we either want this pressure to be released. God, give me out! (laughs) God! What's going on? Why are we seeking God? Or are we seeking the face of God? Because we want to know His will in the situation so we can walk through it and learn what we need to learn. I think too often we go, okay, we're in this situation. God, get me out. Just release me from the pressure. Release me from the circumstances. And we go round and round the mountain. Now, my dad's here, so I don't know if he remembers this. Um, Scotty's here as well. But Scotty had a girlfriend and uh, father went and, and did these sell, little sailboat things. And we go out to, I think it was Bifflesport or Boskop or one of those dams. And my dad and I are out on this little yacht thing. It's a small thing. It looks like a bathtub, really. And all of a sudden, the squall comes up. It's probably about 3, 4 in the afternoon. It was our last kind of little venture out. And, yeah, I mean, you learn. I'm not a sailor, but you learn how to put the the sails, and catch the wind, and we go out, and now we're coming back, and you can just see the storm, like the half fault does do, storm coming at us, but it's coming at us from where we want to go, and the stars hit, and I'm not kidding, but the waves will probably, no, they don't look very big, but when you're in the boat, they look very big, they're probably about half a meter big now, and they're smashing out, and now we can't get there, because the wind's coming from the shore where we are trying to go, so who knows how you get there, how? you tack, there's a word called tack, and what do you do? You've got to tack like this. You've got to change the rudder and the, uh, the, the, the way the, the wind's catching the sail, and you position it in such a way that you, you tack. And what do we do? We're going up against the wind. That's what Jehoshaphat did. He changed his position and his posture, and he said, I need to position myself, my sails and my rudder of my life, and I need to tack because I'm coming up against this wind. Do we do that with the attitude of our hearts? Do we do that in the context of our behavior to actually advance against the adverse winds that are coming towards us in our life? And we do that by positioning ourselves by seeking the face and the will of God, like Jehoshaphat did. The first thing he does, and there's a whole bunch of stuff, he declares the testimony of God. Look up there behind me, I'm going to read them out. He says, you are God of our fathers. You rule over the kingdoms and the nations. You are powerful and mighty. None can withstand you. You drove out the inhabitants from this land, and you gave it to us forever, the descendants of Abraham, your friend. Your name is there, and you hear us and you save us. Why? Because when you look back over your life, what do you see? When you look back in the Bible, what has God done for Israel and for now us as your are believers? You see, many of us have a treasure chest. Are you looking in your treasure chest? Are you looking back and saying, oh, my word, God, look what you've done in my life? Or are you just going, oh, God, what is going on? Help me. I mean, all of this going on. And like Trouty said, and we, we, we kind of start to get into this place of inertia, and we just can't go anywhere. I want to say to you, ladies and gentlemen, open up your treasure chest of the testimonies of God. And if you don't have any for your own life, which I doubt, look back and look at what God has done for Israel for the believers over the years. Go and read up of the testimonies of God's goodness towards people over the years and over the centuries and over the decades of our lives. How do we overcome the deceiver? It tells us in Revelations 12. By the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. So we start to, as, as uh, Jehoshaphat did there, we start to. Do you think Jehoshaphat needed to be reminded? Sorry. Do you think God needed to be reminded of his goodness? No. Needed to. So when we do this, we're reminding ourselves because we forget, we leak, we look back and we say, God, you are so good. Look at what you have done. And because I know what you have done, I know you will do it again in increasing measure in my life. He says they went and took a fast. Now, here's the thing is when we steward the testimony of God like we should, and we start to declare it, what happens is we attract the voice of the prophet. And I'm not just talking about necessarily any prophetic voices in this community, although I am saying that as well. Because Revelations 19 says, worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So when we steward the testimony of God, we usher in Jesus himself and through people within the community to speak into our lives to give us a fresh word of God. And there are many of you here that need one fresh word of God to break through into what God has for you in this next season. But in order to get that fresh word, what does he do? He calls a fast. Too many of us are running wild that we're not stopping to hear what God is trying to say to us. That's why fasting is good. That's why fasting is for today, because you stop and you listen. We don't stop and we don't listen to what God has to say for us or say to us. We need this fresh word of God that comes and brings... Do you know that Jesus holds this whole universe by the word of his mouth? If he stops talking, we literally implode. Seriously. Paul spoke about that a number of weeks ago. Jesus holds all of this. You are born again by the word of God. When Jesus came and spoke to you, the defibrillator of the spirit came and... Did you hear that? Like I said, if God stops speaking, we die. I was so hoping Jordan was going to be here with his friend. Because I don't know about you guys and parents here, but when I speak to my kids, and let's say there's a TV on, and I say to Jordan, Jordan, please, won't you feed the dogs, for goodness sake? And please put the roast in the oven. I mean, this week, we found the dog in the oven and the roast outside. I'm just kidding. But that's what would happen. That's what literally would happen. Because he's so busy trying to do all this other stuff that, Jordan, I'm giving you an instruction. And before you know it, he comes back. I say, Jordan, did you feed the dogs? What? You didn't say feed the dogs. Where's the roast? Oh, no, it's outside in the dog's dish or whatever. I mean, the point is, is that we are so busy in our lifestyle and what we do that we don't stop. We don't put a fast in place when we're afraid, when things are not going right, to say, God, what are you saying? God, what are you saying? Not what Steve's saying, not what Gary's saying, not what anybody else is saying, not what um, Bill Johnson is saying. Not what, any, what is God saying to you as a person in those contexts? What do you need to do? One thing is you need to stop. You need to make time for God and you need to speak to him. So what we need to do is we need to posture ourselves. Because when we see verse 20, and it came out in our meeting a little while ago, is that when we posture ourselves in humility, we put our heads below our hearts. I love that. Because it tells you that he put his head down onto the floor. Now, when you do that, your head is below your heart. What is that saying? Well, in the context of reason, God, we've got these armies coming against us. Look at them. There are thousands upon thousands. We are dead. Maybe you're in a business context. Maybe you're in a family context. Maybe in a relational context. We heard testimony from Trouty and others this morning. I was standing there. There was this bucky coming straight at us. God, it's finished. No, what God does is he comes. Why? Because we say to him, "Yeah, we are, we are struggling, we surrender, we put the reason below our hearts, and we allow our hearts to be filled with who God is, the truth of who he is, and we stop trying to reason past these things, and we say, but God, our eyes are on you. You see, verse 20 tells us that there's a bit of an independence, isn't there? There's a bent of independence in our lives. I don't know about you, and I said this in the prayer meeting, like I said, God, give me a prophetic word for Steve Stavrae. There and like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna quote um, Stephen uh, DeSilva yesterday, and I know many of us like this, and I know Richard in particular. And like a ninja, I give the prophetic word, and I say, God, give me a prophetic word for grants. And like a ninja, I go in and I give the prophetic word, and there's change in their lives. And then I stand there and I say, God, give me a word, God. God, you gave me a word for Steve. You gave me a word for... God, give me a word, please. I I need a word in this this time. God, speak up. God, are you there? Hello? Jesus? (laughs) Um, God, you just turned the lights off. I'm talking spiritually, guys. Um, God, I can't see anything. Where are you, God? I need you, God. This is scary now. How do you think God works? God sends Steve. Or God sends Paul. Or God sends Penny. You see, community, we need community. And that's exactly what happens here, isn't it? Joseph has going, God, I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you, and God speaks through the prophet, through the stewardship of the testimony through the fresh word that comes through the prophetic voice of somebody else in the community. We need community, folks. I want to encourage you to rely on community. To push in. You know, 1 Corinthians 2.16 says, you have the mind of Christ. And unfortunately, the translation into English, we miss something. Because in Greek, the way that it's the the singular and plural, is it's plural, it's not singular. But our you, for singular and plural, is you. If I say you... I don't go, you are, unless you're in the southern parts of the United States. But it's you, plural. We, it should say, have the mind of Christ. I don't have it all in here. We do. You do. And we need to walk together in what God has for us. Because even like Peter, 30 years, let's celebrate with him for goodness sake. Not just in the bad times holding each other up, but actually in the good times. Let's celebrate what God has done over 30 years. And to his own admission, it hasn't been easy. But yeah, 30 years. Let's celebrate that. We have birthdays and anniversaries. Let's celebrate those things. Something that the world doesn't do in terms of anniversaries the way that they should. Verse 13 says, Meanwhile, and I stopped for a moment there because I wanted to. Judah stood before the Lord, the whole of Judah, their little ones, their wives, and their children. It's weird, little ones and children. I'm like kind of thinking, what was that, the short people? And, you know, <laughs> but hey, um, I'm short, so I can say that. Um, but here's the thing. is We must expose our kids to a number of things. And here are the things we need to expose our kids to. We need to expose our kids to the Word of God. Now, I know we can't always have them in this kind of meeting. I understand that. But I think we should do it more often. You say, yeah, but my kids don't even understand what you're saying. Yeah, but they understand English. They understand what, what's going on. And actually, if the Word of God is all power then when the word of God is expressed, it's a seed that comes and is implanted in somebody's heart. I know there's people here that will say, and I ask them, do you read the word of God? I do, but geez, I, don't, I can't even remember it, man. Who can remember what they had for lunch 14 days ago? Come on. Yeah, but you ate that food and what did it do? It nourished your body, it sustained you. But what we say is, oh, well, I'm not really understanding this word, and you know, I can't remember it, but actually the impact of the word is not whether you can recall it. But over time, what happens is, is, as we read the word of God, and as we start to ingest it, and as it becomes, we look back and we start to see the impact in our lives, and it's the same thing with our kids. Yeah, but my kids don't like coming and sitting in a meeting. Yeah, Yo, but your kids would rather have ice cream than vegetables for dinner, wouldn't they? So can I say be a parent? Expose your kids to the word of God. And in time, what does it say in Proverbs 22? Train up a child in the way that they should go, and when they grow up, they will not depart from it. Why? Because the nature of God, through the seed of God, through the word of God has been implanted in their hearts, which you can't actually determine. You can't even see the impact in that moment until years down the line they turn back and they start to serve God with passion because of what was sown in their lives as they grew up. Expose your kids to the word of God, ladies and gentlemen. Expose your words to God's nature that is found in the Word of God. Secondly, community. We need a community of passionate believers that have these valuable, meaningful relationships, that you're in each other's homes, that you're doing life together. If you're not doing life together and you're just coming here on Sunday, I want to exhort you, get involved in a life group, get involved in people's lives. Otherwise, you are not going to experience the benefit of the believers of a household doing life together. I'm not saying do everything with us, for goodness sake, but Get involved with people's lives. If somebody's moving, I've already rebuked Pascal. Where is he? Is he not here? Ah, I rebuked him. He moved last week and maybe he can hear me. And I said, bro, why don't you let us know? We heard last minute, but after church, we went and took them a meal because they were unpacking boxes. Ladies and gentlemen, please rely on the community. Please come and say, hey, we're moving. Can anybody help? You know what? Maybe you only get one person. But you know what? It's part of doing life together. Picking up a box and a fridge and walking it into somebody's home, let me tell you, is spiritual. It is worship to God. You are serving your fellow man in the community. But if all you're doing is coming here from, call it 9.30 to 11.30 and going home, can I say, maybe this isn't your place. Because we want to build a family, community, orientated thing that we do life together. Like I said, not, you don't have to be in each other's pockets and... Whatever, every single day. But we do this together because when things go down, guess what? You need people to hold up your arms. And if you're off in Timbuktu, how do we know that you're there? Sometimes we hear months afterwards that people are sick in their beds and whatever. And I'm going, why didn't you say something? I didn't want to bother you. too busy. (laughs) Ha! Stop it. I am not too busy for you. God has called me to do this. I am never too busy for you. Please. Please do not. Hold back. Please come and tell us if there's a need. And we will fill it where we can. It wasn't even in my notes. We need to expose our kids to world need. You know what? Because in this northern suburbs, we don't see the world need. And by the way, I forgot the announcement that on the 19th of September, we're going through to Kaya Sands again. Bring your kids. 19th of September, we're going there to help with the work day, to help out with that crash. It wasn't on the announcements. We'll announce it again next week. Please put in your diaries now. Let's go out and help a community. 19th of September, from about 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock, Saturday morning, till about 12. Hop us 8 until 12. Even if you come for half an hour, come and nail and nail into a piece of wood. You know what? When you do that, something happens. Something transacts, and we need to take our kids to see what's going on there. There's a rubbish dump bigger than any of your dustbins there. Trust me. I took my kids to Hillbrow. Took Jordan into an alley. The smell of human feces and urine. Men and women lying on the floor with boxes underneath to keep the cold from coming up off the ground. In big blankets. Ministering to those people. My boy walked in there. He started to vomit and ran out. He said, come my boy. I know this is hard. But come and see how some people live. Come and see how privileged you are. Let's go and walk. And after a while, hey, Dad, I can't smell it anymore. Yeah, because our children live a privileged life. Let's make sure that we're exposing them to world need and the blessed lifestyle which we live. We've got to be intentional with these things, ladies and gentlemen. If you're not intentional, your kids will grow up as sport brats with an entitlement that will actually destroy them. Ask the teachers. I see listening nodding. I guarantee you, the teachers in this room, the kids of today, they have such a sense of entitlement. Anyway, not in my notes either. My ninja's coming through. The anointing of God. You know what? When God's doing something here, and I think he's going to do something this morning, we need to grab our kids and come and experience it. We need to expose our kids to the anointing of God. Expose our kids to signs, wonders, and miracles. I, 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 I Reference Anthony. Because he says he so desired. When he grew up, that's what he witnessed. Look at where he is now. His heart is sold out to God. Our kids need to see these same things and be exposed to them. And you know what, again? You know what, the measure of the impact you will not see right now. It will only be sometime in the future. Because Why? Because these seeds are being sown. So they arose early in the morning, verse 20. They went out, and Jehoshaphat stood there, and he said, Believe in the Lord and believe in the prophets. Believe in God and you'll be established, and believe in the prophets, and you will succeed. And here's the thing. The closest derivative of the word believe in this context means amen. Amen means, so let it be. So if Abraham believed, and it was accredited to him as righteousness in Genesis chapter 15, when we believe and we are credited for righteousness, really what it's saying is, when God spoke over Abraham and he says, you're going to be a blessing to the nations, I'm going to bless you so you can bless and all these things, you're going to be a father in Abraham said, amen. And what he did was when he came into agreement with what God was saying over his life and the promises, God started to move on his behalf. So what it's saying is when you believe in God, your life and your purpose gets established because Uh, God says to me, Gary, I'm calling you to lead a church, to plant a church, and this is what I want this church to look like. And I say, Amen, God. And I step into what God has established for me. But now what I need to also believe is the word of the Lord, the fresh word of the Lord coming from Jesus himself and from the community around me that when these things are spoken to me, I can say, Amen, come into agreement, and actually walk in the success that God has for me. Is that making sense? 1 Corinthians 1.20 says for, this isn't amplified, for as many as are the promises of God, they are all found, or they all find their yes, their answer in Jesus. For this reason, we also utter, amen, so let it be, to God through him in his person and by his agency to the glory of God. So all of God's promises, what we've done, and let me have a quick look here. We sought God's face. We don't know what's going on. God, help. This thing's going. We want to seek you because of the benefits that you give. We want to seek you for your will in the situation. We want to look back and steward the testimony of what you've spoken of. We then want this fresh word of God to come through Jesus, the spirit of prophecy. And then what we want to do is we want to position ourselves, surrender ourselves, put our heads below our hearts. We want to agree and come into agreement with the things that you've spoken over our lives because you establish us and you bring us success. And guess what happens next? Read the text. What happens next? No, before that. Praise. Who said that? Next, you're brilliant. If we had chocolates. (laughs) We find our song. I loved what Charlie said just now. The old hymn in 15 whatever the case is. Why? Because when we go to the scriptures and we look at, let me just find it. Ephesians 5.18, it says, Do not get drunk on much wine. That is debauchee, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing each other in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. The psalms are there. They're in the Bible. The Scriptures. We sing the psalms. I don't know how many of our songs are the psalms. But there's hymns by men, past and present, that are just rich with who God is. And we start to sing those things, and there's spiritual songs. is the new song that God wants to give us in our circumstances. Because in that song, what happens is something rises up within us. And it's not about whether you can sing. It's about there's a song, there's a dance, there's a joy of the Lord that starts to rise up. Because of what God has done, because of the promises He's spoken of, because He has established you, because there is success happening right now, you're listening to the Word of God, and you're starting to walk in it. What starts to happen is there's a song in your heart. It's not for us, it's for you. And you start to sing it out. And I know for me, it's for for me and God. It's not for you to hear, but there's a dance and there's a step, and it goes on to say, Making melody in your heart towards God is a melody. It's like, it's the song that God wants to give you. Giving thanks always in everything. In God the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. See, here's the thing. is When all of this happens, the fear changes to love. Blessed be you, God, and may your love endure forever. Fear dissipates. Love increases. Why? Because the promises of God are spoken over your life. You say amen. You come into agreement with them. And you step into what God has for you. And yes, as Marcus said, there's breakthrough because God goes out and writes the enemy. Are we declaring those promises? What I'm loving about this was we did this last month. At the prayer time and in the fasting time, we, we, we saw that there was a lot of stuff coming against us individually as a community. And what we did is we called the fast and we chose to seek God, to seek His will. And then in that process, I said, guys, let's not kind of look at our circumstances. Let's declare God's promises over us. And when we declare, when we, we allow the sound to come out of us, like we said, and our, Richard will share this one day, just around how sound becomes matter, when we declare things, they actually become things negative and positive. So we declare these positive promises over what God is doing. Guess what? The enemy hears these things. And guess what? The truth of what God has said is way bigger than the truth of the enemy. I guarantee you right now, do you know the enemy speaks in the first person? It's going to say, Jamie, you're not good enough. You don't have a voice here. It's going to say, Kirsten, you're not good enough. It's going to say, Eben, Ian, Mark, Neil, you come on man, you're useless. You've got nothing to give. Just sit there and keep quiet. man. You're useless. It's actually not you, it's I. I'm useless, first person. I don't do this. I'm not worthy. I'm this, I'm that. Close your eyes for a moment. You've all got your phones, maybe you've got a pen and paper with you. What are those things that you believe that are lies right now about yourself, about what God's called you to? Think of those things right now. Like I said, it's going to come in the first person. I am, and there's a negative connotation. Now that you've got that in your thought process, I want you to ask the question, Father, what do you think of me? What is the truth? What is the gift you have for me with that truth that trounces that little thought that I've got right now? Ask him. Engage God right now. I love what Stephen the Silver says. Whatever the answer is, it will echo the Bible. When God puts that song in your heart and breakthrough comes, Psalm 96 says the following Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord, all the earth. Sing to the Lord, praise his name. Proclaim the salvation, his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord, all you families of the nations. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due to his name. Bring an offering. And come into his courts, worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. That's what we're going to do now. We're in a season of worship. That's why we've got these Friday night worship things. Do what you can to be there. Not for our sake, but for your sake, to come and engage God for yourself. Whatever circumstances you are facing, we need to. We really do. We need to seek God. We need to seek his will in the circumstances. We need to steward the testimony of what God has done in your life. That God will give you a fresh word. That you position yourself in humility and surrender to what he is saying, that you would agree with the promises he's spoken of you because he will establish you and he will bring success to your life because you will find a song that will cause the fear to change to love and you will have breakthrough. Let's stand and worship.